0: Welcome to episode 37 of the 24 hour hustle show and today we got special guest, president and CEO Caroline Martin of a Still City Building Maintenance. Welcome to the 24-Hour Hustle Show. I'm your host, Anthony Freeze, and this is the show where we get the opportunity to sit down with amazing, accomplished guests and find out about their stories, their struggles, and all about their 24 hours. Also, if this is the very first time you are finding about us, definitely make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit the bell to get these notifications every single Friday at 12 p.m and today we got special guest caroline martin i am so glad that you were able to come onto the show i've gotten a lot of nominations of people to be on the show and you happen to be one that landed in my lap and i you know we got a chance to sit down over a cup of coffee love the conversation love your story which i really love and i'm i really hope you get the opportunity to share that here with us too because i think it's definitely good for people to hear, but uh, I'm definitely glad to have you on the show and um, definitely, you know, get the the conversation going. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. It's uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be sitting here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you mentioned, uh, accomplished and powerful people making a difference Mm -hmm. in our community and all around the world. So for me to be sitting here I thank God for this opportunity and I don't take it lightly at all,
0: yeah. Absolutely, and same same here, I mean I definitely, we all appreciate the work that you're doing and like I said, I I just love to be able to showcase people like yourselves doing great things in the community because a lot of people don't get the opportunity to see it so this way people can see it and um, you know it it gives them a lot of hope so I'm definitely glad that you were able to make it here. So uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about your business and you know what it is and why you decided to even get that started. So,
1: our business is called Steel City Building Maintenance, and it's a corporation. We've been in business close to 10 years now, mm-hmm. so we thank God for that. Yeah,
0: that's a blessing. <laughs>
1: that is. Yeah, so I've done a lot of jobs since I, I came here to the U.S. Um, I was cleaning somebody's office, you know, every now and then, and my husband was also helping so you know we just decided to to open something you know we registered I was still working you know and uh, you know paying for insurance before we actually landed our first uh, job to mm-hmm. plane and uh, you know just persevering and the one uh, account we got just launched us out mm-hmm. and opened doors from and who uh, was that that was uh, Astorino. okay yeah they do architectural you know have designed um, children's hospital and many other buildings in Pittsburgh. I think the council also. Mm -hmm. And that just from our reputation, you know, people are telling people, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. It's it's really big. It's been big for us.
0: That's awesome. So, right. So you started out doing the building maintenance, but you're also getting into more residential, Residential. right? Residential. Okay.
1: Yes. We're doing a lot of residential and um, actually the beginning of this year, um, you know, with the, the the Hot Warriors, which is a dance team at our church, and my daughter is she's been dancing there since she was four. Mm-hmm. They traveled to um, Nairobi for the second time, so God just put it on our heart to, you know, do uh, a sell and uh, like a promotion, I should say. And you know, we the money we were getting from there, we donated to the to the dance group, and so the parents don't have to come up with you know like eleven hundred. Twelve hundred. so they just came up with just the difference mm-hmm. so we did a lot of houses it was fun yeah. because I was like on Facebook every day <laughs>
0: <laughs> right getting it out there you gotta yes, get it out there and
1: uh, you know some of the clients they were okay with coming on the on the camera and just uh, sharing the experience you know we would pray we get there say Holy Spirit help us how we're we gonna clean this and live our presence here and make it feel great. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, cleaning just reminds me of, you know, when God comes in our hearts, you know, our unclean and he cleans us and we're clean and it feels so good. So when I go in a house, I clean or you know, a residential, it smells good. It feels great. Okay. Everybody loves a clean environment.
0: Uh-huh. The way you're making this sound, I gotta bring you in. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> you gotta cleanse the house.
1: You will not regret the smell, the just how it feels, the after feeling, it just it feels great. Uh-huh. I love it.
0: So what inspired you to get into this line of work?
1: Well, we just wanted to start a business. Okay. You know, and um, we love cleaning. It for the, it for the, we like cleaning and cooking, but I would say it was just something that was easy for us to start, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, we had cleaned before. You know, uh I mentioned you know somebody's office I was cleaning.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, because I I believe one of the um, when we were talking before, um, I think you know, one of the reasons why you got into entrepreneurship. So I really liked your reasoning behind it. So I guess a better question would be, why did you decide to become an entrepreneur or start a business? What was it? A, I mean, because a lot of people could decide to just go into a job and yeah. still do cleaning. So mm-hmm. what made you decide to go to Avenue and do it yourself?
1: Okay. So I've been reflecting a lot about just being um, a CEO here in America for me, it's really a big thing. It's such a blessing. So I've been reflecting. I've been a business woman since I was five, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I've just been thinking even back home, you know, I'll go with my friend where I grew up and will buy like vegetables mm-hmm. early in the morning and resell them. Right. You know, and when I was in high school, you know, sometimes there was a struggle of transport or we pay school fees every every month or every year, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's a struggle. I'll make some hamburgers,
0: yeah,
1: egg rolls, and take them to school and sell them.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And make some transport money for the whole week. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first came to the US, so since I landed here, I've been. I did Avon. That was my first job, uh-huh. and I did so good. I made a lot of clients, and uh, from Avon, I was hustling. I was going to New York mm-hmm. and getting merchandise from there and selling them here. I would sell them to people at banks, you know, people at different places. Mm-hmm. So, I've been a businesswoman yeah. since I landed here. Yeah,
0: you've had the mindset for a long period of and time. And I see
1: it in my kids. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. The yeah. they stand, you know, they're coming up with different ideas, and I support that mm-hmm. because... You never know where that goes.
0: Right. So, yeah, let's talk about your, your upbringing and the things that developed your mindset because that's one of the biggest things I love to talk about is how people develop their mindset because not everybody is cut out for entrepreneurship or to want to be a business owner or to no want to start things and sell things and, and things like that. So what was your upbringing like to, That and what were some of the things that you say inspired you or influenced you as far as your mindset goes? And then maybe even take us into the story of like what even brought you to the States?
1: Okay, so I'm originally from Zambia, Mm -hmm. Africa, for those who don't know. Uh, It's in south-central part of Africa, and um, I was born in a place called Kitwe, And and it was like, um, I would say like a ghetto place, shanty. We call them shanty compounds. Okay.
0: (laughs) So that's a different way of saying ghetto there? Yeah. All right. We're just learning something new. What is it again? Shanty?
1: Shanty compounds.
0: Shanty compounds. All right. To to some,
1: it will seem like, you know, I'm putting myself out there, but I'm just being real. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in a shanty compound with my mother and my dad, and um, there were seven of us six girls and one boy, and I'm the fourth, I'm the middle child. Oh, okay. I have two big sisters and one big brother, and I have three young sisters. Mm -hmm. And so, growing up there, you know, I I went to school with no shoes. Started my first grade, but I've, for whatever reason, I've had a very fighting spirit since I was young Mm -hmm. and determined, and now I'm being reminded that my mom is here, we sit down and talk. And she will remind me about all these things. Like, I've just been different. I would say from all my siblings. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, growing up there, you know, finally things got better. I moved away from my parents since I was in um, I was in fifth, uh, fourth grade. You know, being kept by somebody, uh, so they can help me go to school. Mm-hmm. And that person dies, the first person I lived with. You know, I moved back to my mom. And, you know, because I was very intelligent in school. So my grandmother, I always say she was um, always looking out for me.
0: Uh
1: For whatever reason, she saw something great. So she always loved to visit. You know, relatives were doing better Uh than us. So she would go and tell them she's so great. She's really doing good, always passing the first one in class. So I moved to my mom's young sister. I stayed with them for a year. You know, they both died. Mm. I had to move back home. And, uh, you know, by then I was, like, getting kind of sick and tired of that. Like, every time I live with somebody, they die. Like, what's wrong? You know, finally I moved to Lusaka, which is the capital city of Zambia. And I lived with my auntie from eighth grade until I finished high school. You know, so I moved moved a lot, Mm. but I didn't give up because even the people who were helping me in, in school to come to school and get my report card they were very proud mm. to come because they know that they will see some great results there you know so that's that's how my story has been mm-hmm. you know until I finished high school in at Kablonga girls it was all girls school uh, my aunt moved to England the one who was keeping me so I started living by myself i got a job at um, it's more like Starbucks, Mm -hmm. it's called Vaselli's. Okay. Yeah, and um, I was very good at customer service. You know, all the jobs I've had, I put in my very best. Mm -hmm. Just having that great work ethic, and um, you know, took my school, myself to school, from whatever I was earning there, to do um, uh, public um, purchasing and supply. Mm -hmm. I did that for, for a year, got a certificate, and, I um, somebody applied for me to do the the something called DVS lottery. Mm. America allows uh, people from uh, developed developing countries to come here. Mm-hmm. That opportunity, and I won the lottery to come here as a permanent resident. Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember Yay. you saying that when um, you shared your story. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah,
1: so God opened that door for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, through my best friend, and I'm always grateful. You know. So that's how I came. Mm-hmm. I came here, you know, like I said.
0: Now, how old were you whenever you came here?
1: I was, before I turned 23. Okay. Yeah. Right before I turned, I came in February of 2004. Mm-hmm. So I've been here a little over 14 years, going to 15.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I that's like awesome. I've been here for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, you've definitely ma- created some roots here. I love For sure. It. I mean, because you've made a lot of great connections yes. and things like that. We definitely have a lot of the same mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've definitely made some nice, deep-rooted uh, seeds here in, uh, in Pittsburgh. In
1: Pittsburgh. I am even, you know, for you talking about that, I have come to love this place. Mm-hmm. Just Women, mostly, that I've met. You know, I've met you. You're me. my brother.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm,
1: I'm claiming you.
0: <laughs> That's fine with me. We're, we're family around here. Yes. For sure, yeah.
1: I love Pittsburgh. Learning about the history of Pittsburgh. Even I was at the inauguration for... The second inauguration for the mayor. Uh-huh. At the soldiers and sailors. I went to the... Um, the cocktail at the um, museum that they had. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I went there for the evening... Um, uh, party and talking to the mayor and listening to the speech and the history of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and the plans that they have, and just meeting women, you know, powerful women. Dr. Chevy we are yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. Talking to Darius, Miss Janice Bailey. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, these women, Mama Messenger Caswell, who I claim to be my kingdom mother because I've known them since I arrived in this place, you mm-hmm. know. And all these are uh, business minded people. Our pastor's wife she owns a salon Mm -hmm. yeah so all these women who are serving god and hustling and making a difference Mm -hmm. you know so i love this place so many women i can mention but you know some of them you've brought them here
0: yeah absolutely yeah what would you say because this is a great perspective from someone coming from the outside coming in what was your perspective like coming in, and then what was like some of the best things you feel like you've learned or maybe the best people you've met, maybe the best influences? What was that experience like whenever you got here?
1: When I came to <clears throat> Pittsburgh, um, just like, you know, like the cleaning job that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't look down on you because you're cleaning. You know, where we come from, it's like the office jobs, this and that, you know. You step out. You're doing the housemaid or you're doing the cleaning job or, you know, security jobs. You you are hustling. You are working for yourself. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, keeping in mind that, you know, you develop that and take it to another level. You know what I mean? Right. And just uh, stepping out and getting that opportunity to be able to create something. And, you know, if you stay focused, something even greater than your mind can uh, comprehend. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that about uh, Pittsburgh in mm-hmm. America. Right, I
0: should say. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, so you know, and talking more about the business now, because you've been doing it for ten years. That's a long time. Um, a lot of people struggle to even make it to that point. But um, whenever you first started, what would you say were some of the maybe initial challenges that you faced in the beginning that you felt like were maybe frustrating or just a little hurdle that you had to overcome? Um, in the beginning and what would you say were some of the also the biggest lessons that you learned maybe in that beginning phase of actually getting started
1: excuse me so I would say because we were like just getting started before actually getting the job Mm. we were spending money on the business we were paying for you know getting insurance and by then we had not hired I was doing it with my husband Mm -hmm. so I'm working and he's you know cleaning mm-hmm. you know and so paying for for the company before you actually you know start making the money so that was that was a big hassle mm-hmm. that was a big um, a big kind of if you are not really focused you can get discouraged mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people go through that when you have a vision. You Start, but the income hasn't started yet, right? You know, I don't think it's time to stop, I think you just continue mm-hmm. and uh, go to open doors mm-hmm. where, like, your first launch or your first client will launch you out, right? So, yeah, so that was, um, that was uh, uh, one of them. And then when we finally, finally, you know, got the building and things like that, you know, getting good employees sometimes can be a challenge, mm-hmm. like, um. Uh, because I, I work really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I work with excellence. Mm-hmm. And so, having like standards like that, and you want everybody to like, this is how I'm going to train you, this is how you get trained, and these are the expectations. So, you know, training people to do that, you know, that it was a little bit of a problem, but we're good. Oh my god, teamwork, having a great team is very important. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The two things that you hit on the most that I'm also even experiencing myself number one is the income in the beginning because you, you, when, a, when people start things, especially in the beginning when it comes to starting a business, they want to make money right now. They want that instant gratification. They want to be big successes overnight. And the reality of the situation is it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely takes time and you definitely got to have patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the biggest things that I've just learned in you know getting things started up and eventually even getting to the point of making income is that you got to be, you got to, you know, in the in the short term be working a lot and, and put in the work and the time and the effort but in the long term have the patience to understand that it's not all going to happen overnight. overnight but if you put in, in that work every single day little by little mm-hmm. each, and, each and every day eventually it's going to get to a point where you're getting small results there okay that's good you got to keep building upon that you're getting a bigger client here and then you meet this person and then you meet that person and then it just continues to keep building and building and building it's almost like a snowball it's going to start small in the beginning but you just got to keep rolling that thing. Yes. Um, it up. Yeah. And then uh, it up. And, and then as far as the team aspect thing, I mean, that's important, too. You got to learn how to collaborate with people, how to work together with people, how to build up your team. Yes. And I know one of the things that I always try to look for whenever I'm working with people is people that I feel like I can know, like, and trust. Yes. Um, because those are very important Characteristics. whenever you're working with people. Um, no, I, I just, you know, I, I like to work with people that I feel like I can get to know, connect with them first. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe and maybe we have some common grounds. Maybe we like the same stuff. Maybe we have the same goals. That that makes it a lot easier to kind of collaborate and work together on certain things. And then, you know, if we like the same stuff and then if we're able to trust each other, and then over time that just builds Forward. over time too. So
1: I can add on to that also. Yeah. Uh, trust. Is a big thing mm-hmm. when you are working with people, because we've had people and they're coming to collect a paycheck. Mm-hmm. They're coming to count the hours, like how oh, many hours am I working? So I that's part of training. Mm-hmm. Like if you think this is dirty work and you are too overqualified for this, and you sometimes you know people look at your vision and they don't connect with it, then you're in the wrong place. Right. You are in the like. You are here. You're part of this team. You have to support and see the vision of how, where we want to go. Mm-hmm. That way, even when you're working, you know God will trust you in little things. Oh yeah. You know He will elevate you and launch you to. So if you are not being faithful now, you're not being. Uh, you can't be trusted now, like, where are you going to go? So I I share that with our team. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think this is not for you, you just want to come and call it, because you you will see. Yeah. Like, I can support even the same day. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's coming to count the hours Mm -hmm. and somebody who's really in it. And, you know, sometimes you just give them, okay, you're going to give them a week or two. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty good. I can tell the attitude, the one who is open to learning, you can tell.
0: You had, you just you triggered something and something in, in my mindset that I just thought about um, as far as being entrusted with it, different things. Like if you can start something small and not get big results out of that, and be entrusted with that, and still continue to do the work. You can be entrusted with bigger tasks and bigger responsibilities because if you can appreciate the small stuff that you have right now and then have engaged employees and work with the right amount of people in a small setting, you can absolutely do it in a bigger setting. You just got to continue to keep doing the same exact things that you're doing with the small group and you could do that in a bigger group too. So that's actually one thing that I've definitely found because… It it starts, you're going to start with not much. So if you can appreciate those little things, it'll exponentially grow. You'll be
1: trusted with more. Absolutely. You know, much more. And you'll be proud of yourself Mm -hmm. because you're going to look back and say, how was my attitude then when I was small? You know what I mean? When I just started, the humble beginnings, how, how was my attitude? Like, you'll be able to look back and say, I was just putting in as much effort and excellence in it as I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. And I think it just makes you feel good about yourself. Right. You know, to be grateful for now and the
0: latter days will get better yeah absolutely <laughs> you got you got to be humble and hungry at the same time yes. hum, humble for the small humble for the, the uh the beginnings and then hungry enough that you know you're gonna get a lot more in the, in the future yeah so yeah I, I like that section that was the we got a lot out of that for sure <laughs> absolutely. so um one of the things the the story that you shared with me before whenever we uh, sat down was um the one about your son mm-hmm. um yeah, share that experience with us. And, you know, what was your mindset like in going through that? And, and why do you think that was a, a very important moment to share with people?
1: So, you know, my husband and my kids were involved in a car accident 2015. I'm going to
0: speak up. Oh, yeah, go <laughs> do, do what you got to do.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, that happened. I was pregnant with my Josetta, Josette, who we love so much. She just brings so much joy to us. So I was pregnant at the time, and, um, you know, they were all injured, but our third baby had a traumatic brain injury. And, um, you know, the very time we went in, it wasn't showing because it was internal, but he had, like, very close to his eyeball coming out. It was like close mm. so it was just that blood that was like dripping out of the car seat you know where they flight lifted him in and so they did all the cut scanning i got there they called me actually the paramedics called me and i was at home and they said no just go to the hospital but something just told me to go to the scene i went there and it was it was it felt like in a movie like er mm. you know like ambulance everywhere. It was just crazy. So I went in the ambulance with my other two kids, got there. I can't just even describe, you know, the feeling. It was like the longest ride to Children's Hospital because my baby was there, my chunky baby, we called him. And, you know, they did the cut scans for everybody. And, you know, of course they found that he was really injured. You know, they... I had two in the ICU and then I had one downstairs. So just that night was really crazy. I felt so sorry for myself, I should say, because um, I remember moving from room to room and my daughter was downstairs. She just, you know, she just had some brushes. She wasn't hurt, but the two, the other one, his head was like inside. So moving from one room to the other, I went to check up on her, and she's like, oh, mommy, just go and, you know, my young brothers, they need more help, you." And it's just, from then on, it was just roller coaster. The days that followed, it was so numbing, like, to see, just, at some point, they couldn't really figure out, like, how to stop the blood from coming out and um it was just hard mm. it was really hard and i we got through it by by god's grace i was staying at the hospital you know the other two got discharged and uh, i was not going home mm. i stayed there because i was afraid for whatever reason you know because it was so serious that if i leave i can get go you know he went through surgeries after surgeries day after day I was just praying and being real to God, telling him exactly how I felt that time. And that was my main thing. I like, just carry me. I cannot carry myself. And don't allow my faith to faint.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, this is when, like, as a Christian, this is the real Christianity This is the real
0: test, yeah.
1: This is <coughs> when you will know if you are, all oh, those things that you encourage on Facebook or at church or other people Mm -hmm. this is when you can know if you're a a true Christian so crying out to him I'm like you know exactly how I feel I had such great support you know and he was in a coma for months I didn't hold my baby we couldn't hold him he had they didn't even have space like to put medications so they connected like one spot like five medications it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was so swollen. Like days when he was like really swollen and you don't see the day when the swelling is going to go down. Mm-hmm. And in your mind you are like, I cannot believe this. I like, couldn't recognize. I did show you some of the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, just um thank God they started, you know, he started coming out slowly. And uh, you know, we've Stayed, I've stayed positive, I should say. Yeah, and absolutely. And held on to the hand of God. And I can proudly say that my faith did not weather.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when it happened, I deactivated my account on Facebook. Mm-hmm. A week before that, I was sharing worship. We'll see you through in hard times. Worship, like for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Spirit of God told me to go back. Go back. And I was there. And I shared still in the hospital. I shared the day I actually surrendered. I went to a church in downtown.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that was spirit-inspired, actually, to leave that bed, the the hospital, go to any church, and lay it on the altar. Mm -hmm. laid all there. I had never, they were meeting at the Omni-William Hotel, Mm -hmm. and that's, um... I forget the name of the church. But anyways, I went to that church and I had never been there. The worship was powerful and I'm like, how am I going to get there? Nobody's on the altar. Mm -hmm. I've never been to this church. I don't even know what just made me get up. And I laid there in my red dress, my red shoes, looking good. (laughs) If I don't tell you, you won't know, but I was so broken Mm. and crushed to pieces that day. I was so crushed. Oh my gosh. So I went there and I laid down. And I think they even prolonged the worship. It was so beautiful. The worship was just powerful. And I left it there. And from then on, I started being able to go home and spend time because you have other kids, you know, life doesn't stop.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You go on. So, but it was just finding that Being able to leave the ICU and go to spend time with the other kids, they were having a hard time too, like, mommy's not here, this and that. But you know, with the great uh, support, I left it there. People were so great, you know. I was just, I didn't want to talk to anybody, because every time I talked, I was crying. Mm. Yeah. So from then on, you know, he started getting better, went to children's hospital, we were at the rehab for two months. And uh, he's been going through therapy, and he's doing good. Yeah, that's our miracle J. So we call him. Yeah, yeah. We shared the story even on Cornerstone TV. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, we were able to share that testimony.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'm and I'm so glad you shared that with me that day because you know a lot of people feel like they got it rough or they got it hard, but there's always someone out there that's fighting. And that test was definitely a great testimony that you shared with me. And it just gave me a whole new perspective on my life, my situation. And whenever someone feels like they got a bed or if I feel like I got a bed, I feel like someone out there is fighting much greater battles and still overcoming them. Yes. And uh, you showed a tremendous amount of strength, a tremendous amount of faith, and you're still out there making things happen. And that's why I, I really connected with that. That story, because you're still, you know, showing your strength and still being strong, and uh, been a true inspiration and encourager to other people as well. So, definitely commend you on all the work that you're doing and, and, and continuing to move forward, me. Be, because even you know, seeing his health improve and, and things like that get better is definitely a tremendous blessing.
1: Yeah, he was. Um, he lost his sight. Mm. We didn't know that until we get to rehab, and they said he cannot see because they're trying to do this. Um, they were about to put the... You know, he had it on the throat because he wasn't breathing on his own. So I had, they started training me on how we're going to do that, the trachea. He had a G-tube. Just so many things that he had. He couldn't eat. My life was just different. And the day I start, you know, my labor started when I was at uh, children's home. I was, it was Christmas time, Christmas Eve, about to go spend time with them. And it starts and I'm like, oh my gosh, the kids, I won't be able to spend time with them. And um, you know, just all that, having the baby, I didn't even want to be discharged from the hospital because I was afraid. Like, how am I going to do this? Right. How am I, they're training me. I'm like, I don't want to learn all these things. I had to give injections to him, and I was so afraid. Um, Yeah, yeah, they freaked me (laughs) out, but of course I get I had to give injections for the blood thinners, the, you know, the G-tube, feeding him every so often. So life was changed, Mm -hmm. it was different. We had, you know, things in the house for him. And I know there's, going through this, I've met women who are doing that now. And you know, the babies, they're doing that right now. They're going through it. For Jesse, it's better because we don't feed him like that. But I, I couldn't go anywhere. I had to be at home. And I was devoted to that. I, I had to be there mm-hmm. for Jesse. He, and he knows, he's like, Mommy, watch me. I'm doing this. Like he, the biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So life was different. They, char- they discharged me to take the baby home. Jesse's is getting discharged. It was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God opened the door, and my mom was able to come, like, after that. So, in mm-hmm. the support. I can't, you know, stop mentioning the support. Great mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. I had.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And for anybody that also may be going either through a similar situation or feel like they're going through a challenging situation, what kind of hope or inspiration can you give those type of people that feel like they can overcome their challenge or their struggle or whatever situation it may be for them?
1: Yeah, so a scripture that really helped me through the journey was Romans eight twenty eight, All things work for good uh, for those who have been called according to his purpose. It helped me. So I said, Lord, if this is not from you, I rebuke it. But it's from you. I'm standing. It's my test. I am standing, and I'm going to get through it. But I ask for grace. May your grace be sufficient in my time right now because it was crazy some days like when they're putting the shant that day was driving me crazy i'm like they tell you it's forever it's gonna be there and i'm like i don't want it to be there but talking to god and just if you're mad you're angry i say just be honest with him let him know exactly how you feel because at the end of the day he knows and our help is coming from him (laughs) and uh you know, just having positive people around you to lift you up into, uh, to receive the help. You know, I had some type of pride to receive help, mm-hmm. but I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important yeah. to receive help from people yeah, it is. who are taking care of the kids, who are doing all sorts of things, coming. You know, re- even strangers sending money. It was hard for me to receive it, but say, like, Carolyn, just get it. I'm like, I will, but. delivered me from that (laughs) so I say just hold on to God the better days are coming and you'll be able to minister to other people Mm. with confidence that you stood the test of time you know God won't be upset with you if you tell him how you feel how upset you are with the situation you know I always tell people that be honest with him and he'll see you through and maybe that's going to be your testimony that's your message Mm. you know they said your mess. Is your message, mm-hmm. your test, is your testimony, and you will be able to encourage other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my testimony is not for me. I say it's a kingdom testimony to mm-hmm. encourage other people.
0: Absolutely, so and yeah. I yeah, and I appreciate you sharing that story um, because it, I feel like it'll definitely help inspire and and help encourage a lot of other people that feel like. Their situation may be a little bit harder, but if they hear, you know, different stories such as yourself, that'll definitely encourage them to push a little harder or, you know, continue to have faith and and to believe, you know, that they can continue to make it, you know, and and you're a great example of that. So I definitely appreciate you you being able to to share that for sure. Um, As we get closer to wrapping up, um, where do you see yourself going in the the future and say like the next maybe two to five years, maybe in, in life or in your business or anything in general?
1: So I see myself as an author.
0: Okay. In a few
1: years, yes, I'm mm-hmm. working on a book. Okay. Yeah, and on a biz, you know, on our business side, I would love to venture out, even like making cleaning products. Mm-hmm. Make yes. your own. Yes. Okay. That'll be a big deal right there. <laughs> yes. So you know, with everything, you get the knowledge, you learn how to go about it. Other people are doing it, so would love to, you know, create. Um, because I love to use bleach, but sometimes it's too strong. So, but it gets the, the mess all out, but, you know, just coming up with something that's not so strong, but it's doing such a great job, you know, so just, uh, trying to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just some other cleaning products. Mm -hmm. And of course, I know there's greater opportunities to grow. Mm -hmm. to grow because, you know, like we said, you start from small, medium, big, because God is walking you through that. Because when you just go like that, you have to know how to manage, you know, the employees, your books, the accounting part. All those things, those are different departments of a business. Mm-hmm. So as you are coming along, you're learning about all these things, putting everything in order, mm-hmm. getting the right people to help you, administrate it, um, administration and things like that, supervisors. So, you know, we see ourselves. Yeah. The latter days are
0: better. Right, right, right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. So, where's so where is um, the best place for people to contact you? And then, lastly, what's a twenty-four hour challenge that you were proposed to the audience that they can take effectively after watching this episode?
1: So, the best place mm-hmm. will be, you know, we have our website www. uh, Mm www.wecleanpittsburgh.com, and uh, there's a phone number there, and there's um, a a part where the contact form, where people can, uh, you know, put in the information, and people who are looking to join our team, you can apply there also. So. and then Facebook, you know, I'm big on Facebook. Yeah. I tell people, I said,
0: I am not in denial. Right, right, right. You got you to gotta promote yourself on, on social there's media. N-
1: yes, there's nothing wrong to promote yourself. So I'm big on social media. Um, I don't have the business page on Instagram. But okay. I'm taking Instagram to another level. Okay. Yeah, because I understand it better. I told my daughter, I don't understand
0: Snapchat, so I'm <laughs>
1: not going to get there. Right. I don't. Right, it's a
0: little bit more advanced.
1: Yeah, but I, eventually, maybe I'm going to go join, but I'm not on subject there. Mm. So uh, Instagram, I'm going to be connecting Instagram with the Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, so that's a great place. Uh, we're very good at replying and getting back to our clients. And, um, yeah, so those other places they can
0: um, get in touch with us. Well, good stuff. Yes, and, and the, the challenge. Yeah, we, we need a challenge we, so people can take some action.
1: Absolutely. So can you have two?
0: Yeah, as two many of you them. Yeah.
1: So I have two. Okay. One is be an answer. To be an answer to somebody, um, somebody who needs to start something, or somebody who needs the help, or to just listen or talk. Be that answer. We need answers mm-hmm. in different areas of our lives. So that's. We always go by that. As still City Building Maintenance, we want to be an answer. Mm. Even to the people in the community. You know, we're stepping out. I brought, can I show you this? Yeah. You know, like I, I, I shared with you, we, we were one of the sponsors for uh, 50 Shades of Silence. Right. Um, which was being um, overseen by Direth Chisholm. Mm-hmm. And even the gala, we, we, we sponsored that also so we want to be an answer in this great city of Pittsburgh Uh you know we're not going to go big on everybody but one person at a time Uh so be an answer it doesn't necessarily have to be money but you know just in different ways Uh the other thing is um, for those who are planning to or they have a desire to open start a business I challenge you in this month of July to step out. Do the research on how you have to go about it. Ask the Holy Spirit. If you haven't come up with a name, come up with a name. Spirit Inspired, do your registration. Get your EIN number and the type of business you have to make sure that you get in the right business, that you're gonna enjoy. I enjoy, do you see my videos? Oh yeah. When I'm riding those
0: machines? Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> you, you, like what you do, for sure.
1: Yes, I learned how to do the carpeting, everything, you know. Sometimes I don't have to, but I do it, mm-hmm. I'm there. So something that you're gonna love to do. So step out in this month of July. There was a place where I was invited to go and they said the challenge, he said, go and get passports. If you're gonna have a kingdom global mentality, get them passports. But this is a different challenge. Get your business started. Get your business plans started. Uh-huh. And you'll be, you'll be proud of yourself.
0: Absolutely. Step that, out. Yeah, you got to step out. Yes,
1: cute <laughs> Absolutely. I love
0: it. I love it. So I yeah. definitely appreciate you sharing those challenges. I appreciate you being Thank on you so the show much. for Thank sure. Um, definitely a lot of good insight, a lot of good inspiration for sure. And I hope a lot of people take what you say at the heart and actually apply it because, you know, that's what this is is all about yes. so uh, definitely appreciate you being on um for people that are watching this episode definitely make sure you accept that challenge make sure you comment below let us know your results of that and also definitely make sure you subscribe turn on notifications and we will see you on the next episode